0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the F- Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and
1: here's your daily dose of funny. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Do you think I've lost weight? Is that something? Come on! The truth is I lost quite a lot of weight, and I'm putting it back on. I wanted to look good on my DVD. I can't actually see what I look like. I keep trying to, but that's actually (laughs) the most frustrating thing for me. Um, I can sort of see from the side, oh, yes, I do. I look okay. I've lost a bit of weight. I've gotten to that stage where it's going back on, and I'm in denial. I'm lying to myself about it. I still weigh myself every day on the scales, but I do it first thing in the morning. I take all my clothes, I take my watch off, breathe out. (laughs) Yes. I stand on it, but I don't stay on the scales for it to tell me the full reading. I don't know why I do this to myself. I'm lying to myself. I literally just sort of go, that seems fine. What's for breakfast? <laughs> I've got these old-fashioned scales. I've actually twiddled the thing below the zero. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> it all started last. Uh, well, last year I had. Sometimes people, when they lose weight, they have a moment in their life, and they think that's it. I'm going to go on a diet now. I'm, I'm determined to lose weight. And I had a thing happen to me. I was on my son's iPad. I said it's my son's iPad. He's only 10. It's obviously my iPad. <laughs> but he uses <laughs> it a lot. If you're a parent and you're raising your children without the use of iPads, I applaud you. I don't know how you're doing that. iPads <laughs> are magical. They are magical. They shut your children up at any time, day or night. My eldest, <laughs> he wakes up at about 5.30 every morning. He just runs in. Morning! I'm like, not for me. And I just frisbee an iPad. Fuck off. 48% battery, that's you for two hours. Go on, lower the price. <laughs> They're so lucky, our children. They've got iPads and iPods and iPhones. In our day, we had I spy. How shit <laughs> was our life compared to the lives our children get to enjoy today? I spy with my little eye, something beginning with... C. Is it cloud? No. Is it car? Yes. Your turn. What? <laughs> I actually played Thumb War with my 10-year-old the other day to show him some of the games that we had to endure. I said to him, do you want to play Thumb War? He's like, shall I download it? No, you can't download Thumb War. (laughs) This is a battle between my thumb and your thumb. You know, you interlock hands, you declare it. One, two, three, four, you don't go straight into battle. I declare Thumb War. Then you sort of jockey for position. Then you hold the other person's thumb down and then you're the winner. And I did it with my 10-year-old. He's he's got his little 10-year-old thumb. I've got my huge daddy thumb. I thought I'd go easy on him. But of course, I didn't realise that he's been texting since he was born. He was some kind of thumb-worn ninja. I could not even see his thumb moving? It's like a mini-matrix. He just beating me over and over again, ah, stop doing that, get back on the iPad. <laughs> it's sort of become addicted, if, I, if I'm honest. Maybe not to Cal Poly, but certainly to the, to the iPads. We all are, aren't we? we all are. We're all addicted to iPads and technology on phones. I mean, let's be honest, I, I say good morning to my phone before I say good morning to my wife. I literally roll over and check my messages. I have it everywhere. I have it in the bath with me. I, I was thinking that I haven't had a bath without taking my phone for years. I just need to be constantly entertained on Google and Internet and look at old photos and stuff. But sometimes it rings in the bath and you don't know what to do. You don't know to pick it up. Did you pick it up? Because there's something about being in the bathroom. There's some kind of echo that goes on. That even though you don't tell the people, your people are in the bath because it's very embarrassing for them. They always seem to know there's something goes on. They always go, "Are you in the bath?" And I do not. No, I'm not in the bath, but I am in the bath. And the other day I was chatting away on loudspeaker, and my friend said to me, "Are you in the bath?" And I said, "How do people always know I'm in the bath when I'm on the phone in the bath?" And he said, "Because you FaceTime me." Shit! <laughs> I'm calling back. I'm literally sort of dangling it around my belly button. I was awful. FaceTime is when you phone someone's face. You phone their face with your face. That's very important. Um, You basically... um, You you don't phone them like that. You need to see their face. And it's quite exciting when it's connecting. You sort of phone them, and then it starts connecting, and it goes around, oh, and then you start to prepare yourself. (laughs) (laughs) FaceTime is nearly upon us. And then when it connects, you can't believe it. It's like you've connected with another planet. Hello! (laughs) Where are you? That's the key question, where are you? And once you've established where you both are, you realise there's a little box in the corner which shows you what they can see, which is your own face. Well, this is far too distracting. You don't look at their face at all now. You now have FaceTime with your own face. You spend the whole time trying to make yourself look as attractive as possible during the conversation. You flick your eyes over, they're doing exactly the same, they're looking at their own face. There's no point to FaceTime at all. You might as well just phone them on a landline and hold up a hand mirror the whole time and look at your own face. I FaceTimed someone the other day and they went, let me just get my glasses so I can see you. Because they, they, they had reading glasses, they're long-sighted. Some people, there'll be lots of people in here who, who are long-sighted, which means they can see fine in the distance, but they can't see in, the, in front of their own face. I'm short-sighted. I have contact lenses. I'd prefer to be my one than your one. It makes more sense to me to struggle to see it in the distance. I don't know how long-sighted people live their lives. Do people come right up to their face and say, I don't know you. Get out of my face. Seriously. <laughs> Go on, piss off. I do not know you. Go on, keep walking. Sorry, I do know you. Come back. <laughs> Just that I'm long-sighted. And I did this terrible thing to my arm as well. No idea how it happened. Right in here, total agony. I couldn't even open my arm. It was ah, excruciating. I, just, I had to open it in the morning, just spend the day with it open like this. And I, know how I did it. Finally, I went to the doctor. He examined me. He said, oh, I know exactly what this is. You've got golfer's elbow. How often do you play? I'm like, I don't. I don't play golf. He said, but well, you must. You've got golfer's elbow. So I've never played golf. This is very peculiar. I've never seen anybody with this who doesn't play golf. It's a very specific injury to golfers. You must have recreated golf somehow in your domestic life. (laughs) (laughs) You must have been shouting at the children, whose shoe is this? This shoe should be behind the door. We're late. Get your bag and get in the car. I cricked my neck last year watching a football match. I wasn't even playing in the match. I was at the football. I wanted them to head it. I was like, go on, get in. (laughs) And cricked my neck, got it stuck in this position. I've only watched one half of the match. That's embarrassing to go to the doctor. Who do you play for? I don't play. I was watching other people and I've hurt myself terribly. <laughs> it was like that for days because we've all cricked our necks, haven't we? We've all done that. But normally it comes from sleeping, sleeping funny, sleeping funny. Because we do, we sleep funny.
1: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of a Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott.
0: You wake up and you're in pain and you discuss it with your partner. I must have slept funny. Did you see me? Was it hilarious? Because I am in a lot of pain from my funny sleep. I must have slept really funny. I've hurt my neck. Did you sleep funny? You must have slept hilariously funny. (laughs) In every position we can get our bodies into, we would have slept in at one time or another, and I don't know why. Because we always start the night as we hope to go on. You don't start like that. You don't go, good night, and then suddenly... (laughs) You start in the perfect position. You get your head on the pillow, duvet comes in. Night, darling. Love you. I'm in my perfect position. She's in her perfect position. Yes, love you too. Sometimes there's some cuddling. Uh, Sometimes I cuddle her in her perfect position. Mm, I love you, but I'm not in my perfect position. My arm is trapped. I can't sleep like that. I'm just reassuring her of love, because (laughs) soon I have to roll away. I love you, but now it is time for me to roll away to my perfect position. (laughs) Although, to be honest, she normally initiates the roll away. That's enough now. It's time for you to roll away. Go on. I'm tired. You're interrupting my perfect position. When you roll away. That can be quite an ambiguous move. Sometimes I even invited <laughs> in a situation that I didn't know was scheduled. No, no, darling, quite the opposite. Roll away now, dear. <laughs> when you roll away. In fact, as you get quite old, you actually roll away and then you go down the corridor to your new room. That <laughs> is a depressing moment in the relationship. This it's not beautiful. She's a beautiful woman, my wife, but it's supposed to be romantic in movies, We all will see people looking at each other sleeping. It's always quite a romantic moment, isn't it? When they're falling in love. You know, I watch you when you're sleeping. She'll be lying there. Look at my beautiful face in the moonlight. And he's like, I'm falling in love with you. You're so beautiful as you sleep in the perfect position with your beautiful face. Maybe she turns a bit. I'm even more beautiful over here. Look. Maybe I just do this a little bit, but I'm still incredibly gorgeous. That reality is not romantic. It's more of a horror movie, if I'm honest. <laughs> Sometimes I look over and my wife's eyes just pop open in my face. <laughs> I look over and she's sitting on this. In your way, I don't, I don't know, man. She mumbles in a language <laughs> that I don't even understand. Sometimes she argues with herself in tongues. I don't know. I don't know. How do I even know that? The only time she smiles sweetly, and I regret saying this, is when the night farts start to kick in. Now, look, (laughs) I think it's important to re-establish that my wife is a beautiful woman and she's very prim and proper and she hasn't actually farted in the daytime in the 15 years we've been together and it's a record we're both very proud of but I'm here to tell you unfortunately that her night record is not nearly as strong it's biology they have to come out at some stage and she sort of reacts to them as well as oh oh I don't Oh! not <laughs> the other night, I don't know what she'd eaten, but it was like a fireworks display. It's sort of built to a <laughs> finale. She was literally like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then one big one at the end, <laughs> she woke herself up. <laughs> oh, Michael, there was a bang. What was that bang? (laughs) That was a really big bang. Why is the TV on so loud? Why is this pillow in my face? What's been going on? Why is the window open? Talk to me. (laughs) What time is it? What's the lamp doing on the floor? There was a bang. I love telling this, because I literally look into the audience and I see men pissing themselves laughing (laughs) and just the occasional woman sitting there going, I'm not exactly sure what you're laughing at. (laughs) But those loos, seriously, in the services are the most depressing place that I have to go at the moment in my life. I can't stand it, when you've got to actually go into the cubicle. Because, you know, I never just open doors randomly. I always spend a bit of time... There's always, like, a long line of doors. I spend a bit of time trying to work out which one I want to open, which one feels lucky, you know? because you don't want to open it and see something that you don't want to see, understand? (laughs) It's like the most unimaginably awful episode of Deal or No Deal. (laughs) In Deal or No Deal, if you win, you get a quarter of a million pounds. In this motorway service's loo selection version, a win is just clean, just clean. It's a lovely vote, you open the door, it's like, I won. (laughs) It's clean. There's a loo seat and a lock. It's beautiful, there's lots of loo roll. Deal. (laughs) But we all have that equivalent of the one pee box. When you open the door, you like... <gasps> it's a full house <laughs> of depravity. Overflowing, unflushed loo. No loo roll, no loo seat, piss all over the floor, obscenities written on the wall, no lock on the door. I was in one of these the other day, I opened the door, it was exactly the situation. As I walked in, there was a sign that said these loo's were last checked and cleaned at 2.30. I looked at my watch, it was 2.42. This had happened in the last 12 minutes. <laughs> what kind of a monster <laughs> has been in there? Who in their right mind goes in there, fills up the whole loo and then thinks I'm going to need all this. Oh, it's a fresh loo roll. Oh, good, I'm going to need every single bit to deal with this situation. <laughs> Whilst I see him pissing on the floor, I've to piss. I might as well fill that in all around there, that looks nice. Writing obscenities on the wall, then rips off the loo seat, kicks off the lock and carries on with their life. <laughs> They can still be on the premises. <laughs> I've got a few suspects on the fruit machines, if you don't mind what i saying. Oh, that massage chair yeah, really got me going. <laughs> I don't understand. And I don't understand where all the loose seats are. Where, 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 where do we ask ourselves these questions? So many times in my life, I've gone into a public loo, and you open the drawers, there's no loose seat, and you just go, oh, there's no seat in that one. What about this one? Oh, there's no seat in that one. Oh, this one's got a seat. Yeah, I'll go in there. Whoa, whoa. Back up. Where are the seats? <laughs> Who are you? Where are they going? <laughs> Who in their right mind finishes on the loo and just thinks, that looked quite nice at home, does that just screw (laughs) off, does it?